This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies. From healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution, Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. Scottish Mortgage is considered the flagship trust of Edinburgh-based investment managers Bailey Gifford. As with any investment, please note, capital is at risk. To find out how to invest in progress, please visit scottishmortgageit.com. Hello, my name is Christopher Johnson, reporter at CityWire Wealth Manager. I had the opportunity to speak to Jaron White, founder and managing director of Belvedere Wealth Management, alongside Emmanuel Suquo, senior director of Belvedere and a renowned financial advisor featured on Channel 4, BBC One and ITV. Recorded at CityWire Wealth Manager Studios, we discussed White's decision to launch a wealth management firm targeting black communities from the UK to the African continent, the wider impact of limited representation in wealth management and financial advice, and how both men want to empower minority communities through finance. Jared, I wanted to go to, you talked about this is the dream, Mm. right? So can you talk to me about kind of the initial idea of starting Belvedere and kind of how you've got to how you've got been able to make it come into realization mm. how you've realized that dream yeah so i've i've been in the offshore world for for a number of years you know for seven and a half years or so and um for, for me what i saw a lack of and i know this is sort of the buzzword nowadays and i'm trying not to be that but that guy but but what i saw a lack of was was representation a lot you know um for me i don't know how emmanuel would see this but um what i find is that the clients typically look, sound, act like you, you know, because you normally go to your network and your wider network and they connect you to people that that like, you know, that, that, that are the same. And what I found was a, a lack of me out in the international world and therefore a lack of us in terms of clients. So when I started to think about, my dad was always banging to me, What's your vision? What's your purpose? What's your purpose? What's your purpose? So, uh, I'm, you know, upbringing quite religious, and my dad was like, "What? What? What are you doing? Are you just going to be that guy, that 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 advisor that just takes, makes a lot of money, and leaves the industry, and and haven't changed the world in some cases, change your environment, change your community? You know, what are you doing to give back? So that he was impressed on that for me for years because I started in 2010 for years." Kind of me, and 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 really, I I, I kind of <laughs> grew up in in 2015 and started to think about: am I, is it more than just the money? Is it more than just money? What we, what are we trying to do? How can we impact our community? How can we change lives? Really, change lives, you know? Uh, and so, 2015, I I I I thought about um, wanting to create something for us, yeah? So that we can call it our own. You know, what I saw was a lot of businesses, a lot of global firms, I'm trying to be very delicate about what way I say it, but very run by, you know, not us effectively. And, and um, I wanted to really change that to say to younger people coming up, because you're only, you can, you know, you can only, you're only as good as the people you see, right? So, you know, for me, it was about seeing people uh, wanted to create something that people could look up to and say, yeah, we can do that as well. And on that point, would you say that, you know, wealth management and, you know, the financial services industry is failing the black community? I would say that um, the, the the wealth management industry 
is focused on those that have. Yeah. Not those that 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 are that want to to change their their circumstances and want to build. But for me, I feel like when you're looking at big firms, they're focusing on the top ten, top twenty, top thirty percent of 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 people, especially people in the city. As an example, don't get me wrong. Yes, we focus on people in the city, but we our focus is also people outside and trying to bring people into this. One of our mantras at Belvedere is no matter how much you earn, everybody should be able to get advice. No matter how much you earn, everybody should be able to get their money working harder for themselves. Uh, and I think it's, it's so important. And I agree with Jared. Yes, financial advice is aimed at people that have, but, and, and people from a certain class. And I found, and, and I, always, I always share this story, I grew up in, I grew up in Tower Hamlets. I've grown up, lived there, born in Whitechapel. I've lived there my whole life. And I, ne I always felt like this is home. And then I started working in, this, in, in Canary Wharf and I felt like I didn't belong. And I'm like, none of you even, even live here. You're not even from here. I was born here. And yet you're trying to make me feel like I'm the outsider, like I don't belong. It's one of those things where for me growing up, I, I, I saw those buildings in Canary Wharf for years and dreamed about getting in them and got in them and realized why there's hardly any of us here. You know, I was lucky to get opportunities and given chance and I worked very hard, but I, I just feel that I couldn't, I couldn't stay in that environment, just helping the rich people get richer every day. Knowing it's like, it's like knowing, it's like having medicine and only giving that medicine to people that can afford it. When you know that there are people who are very, very sick that need it the most and say, no, you haven't got enough money, you can't get it. That's just not a world that, and I feel like financial advice is a medicine, is a cure to, for a lot of people, people's um, finances, but also lifestyle. I feel like it's a life skill. The same way, you know, we learn English and this is the same way we should learn finance and, uh, and personal finance. And I feel like for me, I'm a representation. I get messages every day on LinkedIn from young kids that are like, oh, I want to be a financial advisor because of you. They never knew it existed. But because they see someone that sounds like them, someone from a similar background to them, now they want to have a career in it. Well, guess what? If, someone had, if there are more financial advisors in a community, then when people want to find financial advice, they can find, they can reach out to people that, that, that look like them, that in, that in the same environments, that go to the same barbecues that they go to, that go to the same parties that they, you could go to a party and be like, oh, you're a financial advisor. Oh, think about my mortgage. Like, do you, you can have that, those conversations rather than have to go to a bank or go to a firm because that's what we're about. Actually, you know, that Nelson Mandela, it always seems impossible till it's done. It's like, actually, it seems impossible, but now it's possible because... Me and Jaren exist and we're here. This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies. From healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution, Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. As with any investment, capital is at risk. I'm quite interested to learn about um, your work in the African continent because I, I know that you have your base in South Africa. I think you said Namibia as well. And just to get a perspective on kind of working with clients there mm -hmm. and also kind of maybe what lessons you've learned from working in the African continent and how you're taking that into your business in the mm -hmm. UK. So, yeah, so we, um, it was super important for me that the work that we do in Africa yeah, so it's super important for me that we uh, um, are locally regulated wherever we go, right? Because I've seen historically with 
with with big firms is that they are regulated somewhere else, for example, and they're passporting in or just using that license in that jurisdiction to go into there to and and you know effectively take him. Same thing my father said, take and, and not give him back effectively. So we had least literally um, this week have just finalised our license in Namibia to so we can actually um, give advice to locals as well as expats. For me, that's super important because it's giving back to the community, paying our due, you know, our, 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 our taxes uh, and, and employing local people within those jurisdictions. The reality is, is that advice, no matter where you are in the world, is the same. In my opinion, it's just a different currency. You know, that's all, that's really the difference. The challenges that they face there are, to a degree, no real different to the challenges we face here in the UK. What they're trying to do is just better themselves and better their their, their families, better their lives. And for, it, it's all about just giving them access to things that they didn't know existed in a sense of what they've been accustomed to is just the local environment. We're, like, we're coming in and saying, we can do the local, but we can also give you access to international as well. I think it's so important when it comes to, to Africa. For me, um, just because it's so untapped. I saw a recent study that showed that the, um, in, in Ghana, they had the number one of women being entrepreneurs. They had the number one rise of numbers of women becoming entrepreneurs in Ghana to anywhere in the world. That's just not in Africa, that's anywhere in the world, their biggest increase. And so for me, when these moves are happening, when we're seeing, I've got a friend who's in Ethiopia and they're, they're trying to get a stock exchange out there as well. And these are the plans and these are the banking systems that they're, that they're trying to sort out. I say to myself, we need to bring that over there. And then when I talk to them and say, life insurance, it makes sense, but it's not necessarily available. And so these are the types of things where we say, well, actually, for me, if I'm gonna grow somewhere, Let's go somewhere where number one, we have connections with those people, but number two, there is potential for growth all over the continent. I wanted to ask, like, if you have maybe experienced or kind of seen racism or discrimination in your career, how has that shaped, you know, building Belvedere and helped you to kind of create the company that you want going forward? I, I've seen it, unfortunately, in the offshore and here in the UK. Uh, um, the UK is very good at being a bit more subtle about it, mm -hmm. a bit more professional about it, but but it, it's still the same. It's it's a lack of in the offshore. It was a bit more direct. It was more of oh don't you know, don't call that person. They've probably got no money, or they're difficult to deal with. You know, the hard, hard hard work. You know, in the UK it was very much that um, oh where are they from? Oh Nigeria. Oh okay. Mm, yeah, we need to do a lot of checks. You know. Oh where's their money come from? Oh okay. Yeah, we need to do a lot of checks. They could be a lawyer, they could be professional, you know, they, you know, but but because of where they've come from, because of their sounding name, there there is that stigma of, okay, yeah, you know, uh, um, you know, we need to we need to make sure that they the money's legit in some cases. Yeah. Um, my name is Jaron White. You know, I was very fortunate in some cases. My my house name, you could say, was David. So, you know, uh, my parents used to use that quite a lot to try, you know, and I think there was a maybe an unconscious element of you know trying to make sure that we are you know seen as you know in, in a way 
uh, like more able to assimilate if yeah, your name is more English speaking, yeah, and yeah. then you kind of play up to that to be accepted. Exactly, right? exactly. And I, I it was when I went to college, I said, no, I'm going to embrace Jaron, you know, and then and embrace that name because I wanted to be different. But yeah, you know, um, it, no, no matter where you, no matter where I was, um, we saw that, you know, I saw that clear as day. And for me, that just made it. It made me even more passionate about trying to do something for us because what I was what what was feeding to me was that we're no good, our money's not our money's not good, and we don't have wealth and so on and so forth. But I used to look around, you know, my parents and just say, "Look what they've done! They built that." You know, my uncles, aunties, you know, people in our community. So you know, why don't we have access to that? Why why don't we have um, those sort of abilities? Why why are we why don't we have um, um, uh, those sort of conversations with financial advisors? So yeah, hundred percent. It was very. It was it was definitely sort of important in terms of seeing that and saying I wanted to make a difference in that. Yeah. This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies, from healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution. Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. Scottish Mortgage is considered the flagship trust of Edinburgh-based investment managers Bailey Gifford. As with any investment, please note, capital is at risk. To find out how to invest in progress, please visit scottishmortgageit.com.